live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Mick Strawn. And this is episode 88. It's a very special episode as we're going to be talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. So how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mick? He hasn't hurt himself yet, so yeah. he's doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt keeps dragging me into the dungeon, and uh, that's a good thing. I'm writing a book. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that's right. How is that going? It's coming along so well. The people that I've been talking to that I was there with at the time, and it's amazing because it, what it becomes is it becomes a, a memory bounce back. In fact, two of the interviews, I'm just going to print the interviews straight. Uh, the interview that I did with Peter Chesney, who was the mechanical effects guy, mm-hmm. and the interview that I'm doing with Rachel, which I'm not finished with yet, oh, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to print those as chapters themselves. Oh, that's excellent. Because that's it, you want me to tell you something that uh, you can't tell anybody else, but Promise. that's an am- amazing, amazing little fact. On Nightmare on Street 4... When we were reassembling, you know, when we were, and he reminded me of it, and all of a sudden I thought, oh, that's right. We were just assembling the, uh, the bones, right? And we had all these little sets, and, and these little sets had different uh, versions of the skeletons either pulling together or the wax, you know, being melted off of them. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them was experimental, was never seen, and was never seen on the set, on, in the film. And it was a sweater that was made out of cotton candy. Oh, wow. Oh and we had a cotton we had a cotton candy machine there. And we were <laughs> we were spinning out sweaters. This is this was Peter's idea. It was so interesting, but we could never really get it to work because we could never get uh we could never get it green enough or red enough. That would make you know? like an excellent like extra Freddy Krueger sweater cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would eat well, the, that. <laughs> see, the, and, and the thing is, is in the end, we never got the colors deep enough, so it never looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what we were trying to do was then then spritz the uh, sweater and run it in reverse, <laughs> so that the sweater bubbles and bubbles and bubbles, and then becomes a sweater. Right. Awesome. Yeah. But um, never worked out that way, and we wound up just. <laughs> Hardly ever getting enough cotton candy together because the crew would eat it at a horrible rate, you know? <laughs> there was like 175 people in the building at the time, so... <laughs> oh, my God. Cotton candy wasn't sticking around for very long. Sticking. Very nice. Well, thanks for asking us. We're, we're excited yeah. to be on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a... So, uh, Kurt, Beans, as you have the radio voice, why don't you uh, let everybody know what we're doing? Well, see. Wait, that, wait, Stop sorry, that. wrong voice. <laughs> Jeez. Wash so, this is hair. exciting because, <laughs> well, this is actually what the second time we've done a podcast with another podcast on Geeks of the Industry. These girls are amazing. I've, I've listened to their podcast and I like what they do. Elm Street girls, I love them. And what are we doing here? We are going to talk about. Surprise, surprise. Nightmare on Elm Street Street. 1. 1. And 2. But you know what? That's going to be two separate Yes, two, two separate, separate episodes. episodes. So we're actually kind of teasing that those part two then right now. We, we are, but, okay. but, but we're also going to do three and four just a little bit later. Yes. And we're going to just ramp ourselves up to the Nightmare on Elm Street 4 30th anniversary. And the, the girls, what yes. are you guys doing? I thought you had something coming out. I can't think of what it was called. What are hmm, you guys some doing? Some kind of since project since they were project working on. that you were hmm. working on. I mean, it's just this little project called Fredheads. I mean, it's nothing. Oh, it's yeah. nothing big. I mean, it's just nothing it's big. A, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a small little documentary about the fans yeah, of Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, nothing. Nothing special. Yeah, yeah there's like not special. a lot of fans out there, you know. So we're no, no, <laughs> and you haven't been working on it hard at all. No, no. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen DeAndra in like two years. You know, we haven't we haven't been working on nothing. You know, yeah. I got yeah. <laughs> I got so you don't even want to see me right now. I mean, I hit the wall. These guys are pulling together. Uh, Fredheads the movie, 
Yes. And uh, I'm going to have a book coming out. And so there's all kinds it's of It's a weird stuff. coincidence that we're talking about Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2, or 1 it right is. now. Is that a coincidence That's, or yeah. is it engineered? Oh, oh I don't know. I, I just do what I'm told, so I'm, I'm excited about okay, it. Okay, Kurt. <laughs> now, you're going to do what you're told? <laughs> yeah, you're going to do what you're told, right? Actually, it might uh, be the other way around. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I do what I'm told. <laughs> so, so, Kurt, why don't you give us a, a read on the film? Oh my gosh. Well, see, my reads aren't that good because I usually just go to the first thing on IMDb and just kind of. Well, then tell us, then give us the first thing on IMDb. I don't know why I'm looking at Friday the 13th right now. That's not the right one. Several people are hunted by a cruel serial killer who kills his victims in their dreams while wearing a red sweater. Red and green sweater. I added that part. Oh, okay. While the survivors are trying to find the reasons being chosen, the murderer won't lose any chance to kill them as soon as they fall asleep. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare Came out in 1984. I have not seen this film in 20 years at least. And I was impressed at, at, at what a, a great film it was and how incredibly dark it was and how little we saw of Freddy. Yes, little humor too. Yeah, very little humor. I saw this three months ago and I got to say I liked it better this time. Because I, I, it's been like 15 years since I'd seen it. Right, <laughs> so, but right, I, I saw yeah. three months ago and I was like, eh, I don't know. Because I was comparing it to three and four. Oh, gotcha. Man. So I'm like, I'm going to watch it again. As it, uh, just like, I, it's the first time I've seen that Moon Elm Street. And I, I, the same thing. I thought it was a little dark, but no humor. And I liked the fact that Johnny Depp was in it too. His, what, his film debut, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he looks yeah. like, he looks like he, he could have diapers on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yes. like an obsessed so fan. It's been like three minutes since I watched it. You guys yeah. <laughs> So, so there's a curious one. How many times have you watched this film? Um, Everybody, I've Good watched question. it pretty close to, I would say, over, well over a thousand times. I would have. To say. Wow. I could wow. mouth it word for word without it. Wow. TV. Mick just fell off his rock. A thousand times. I, I don't even do I don't even do things I really 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 enjoy a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I brushed my teeth that many times. Yeah, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> For me, I'm a late bloomer, but I I don't even know how many times I've watched it. Honestly, like Paige, I know that if I was to sit back and probably close my eyes without falling asleep, but I'm. Sh- I would probably <laughs> be able to watch the entire movie through memory. So, wow. yeah. But although I will admit it has been a hot minute since I have actually watched the movie. And by that, I mean a month. So that's a long time. Then in that case, <laughs> I, I'm only at a half a dozen. I feel like a loser. I'm like that novice here. But no. I will say I've watched it probably almost a half dozen times more than number two. <laughs> the second one. Oh my god! I, I use number two as, in a way because, on purpose. But anyway, we'll get to that in, in the next episode. I uh, I honestly have not watched it that much. I, right? Not at all. Well, I mean, you don't tend to watch franchises or films that you've worked on, right? I don't. I I, I have a th- I have a thing about that. I, I I you know I I don't want people telling me what to do. I don't want people um, projecting on me. When I'm designing something, and so the the least likely thing that I'm going to do is the thing that you tell me to do, but that could be my personality, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> which is amazing that we've actually gotten you to do strays. I know and I've critters. Seen, I've seen more films just in this association. <laughs> There's that is really true. You know what? I'm going to be honest about it. I, I don't think that I saw it since uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, and I saw it in, in Nightmare on Elm Street. When we were working on three, uh, there was a viewing of it, of it and two, mm-hmm. uh, in, in one of the labs down, down, uh, in downtown. Huh. So uh, I hadn't seen it in a theater, which it, we, we will talk about seeing it in a theater when it first comes, uh, when, when these things first come out. We're going to talk about that when we do three and four. Yeah. Because that's that's a trip. Man, that would have been so amazing. I never have had the pleasure of seeing any of the Nightmare movies in theater. Well, like when they first came out. So, I mean, I've seen them in theaters now, but right. never when they first came out. Like, I remember there's some video on YouTube, I believe, of Halloween when people were watching it 
back in the day when it was in theater for the first time and you could just hear them screaming and making comments. And today people will clap and they'll quote it. But like back then, I mean, it must have been electrifying. Nightmare, hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I saw it in the first week in South Central L.A. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> South Central L.A. Let me tell you something. That's, I mean, I saw it in one of those theaters that everybody talks to the screen anyway. <laughs> and and to see Nightmare on Elm Street 3 about four days after it had been released, which gave everybody that was in there, had probably seen it every day since, right. know, since it came out. Oh, my gosh. They, I, I, I remember them shouting at the screen look a door and it was so funny <laughs> yes, it, it was so funny i died laughing i was just oh my god and you know to, to hear an entire theater full of just rambunctious crazy people going look a door <laughs> it 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 was it was a slamy moment, man. So, Absolutely. So when we get to that episode, you have to have DeAndre and I do our impression of that because we literally oh, yeah. say this oh, to each I, other oh, all the time. Oh <laughs> my god, that is one of those moments when you're like, oh, Nancy's about to say something. What's she gonna say? And she goes, it's a door. And you're like, well, there it goes, right out the there window. Goes. <laughs> god, there, Jesus, Nancy. Oh my god, woo, come a long way. Now, now, one thing that I did notice that it was just a horror film. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, you, you know there. Was something about it that even the second there was something about the graphics that were involved in it the something about that you could see that it was projecting its way towards a stylized element well you know for us i i think that a lot of us tend to look at the original nightmare as um nancy's story and it's not really mm -hmm. about freddie himself and if you look at it with that eyes and those eyes it's more about survival yeah. than anything yeah you know she oh absolutely <laughs> All she has is herself in the end. She loses everybody around her and she has to find her strength inside of her to overcome this horror that's that's attacking her. And it's such a metaphor for life. I think it was Heather herself who coined it and I am Nancy where she said everybody has a Freddy that they're they're battling. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and and let me tell you something that Rachel uh, Talley had always told me that that she said that if if you ever just want a way to scare somebody um put a body a naked body in a bag with a little bit of blood <laughs> and, and it's so true <laughs> she's so right so scary i feel like I modern horror has taken that a little too far <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes Human centipede. Well, you, you know, <laughs> or, or yeah. <laughs> so speaking of that, I mean, I was watching this thinking the, this is a different kind of final girl. It was probably the first time right. it was ever done. Yeah, that's yeah. where she's first final she's kind of street smart and she can take over the world and, and right. She's not like the dumb, you know, high school kid. Is I think that's part of the reason why Nancy resonates with so many people. I know for myself, um, because she. Not to knock any other of the final girls later in the series, but, you know, she like Paige said, you know, she only had herself and she didn't have any superpowers. She had to figure things out herself. So she was just this normal girl next door who when you first see her, she's probably somebody that you knew in high school or at some point in your life. And she just ended up being this total badass i'm sorry can i swear oh yeah <laughs> a oh, yeah. badass yeah. who it, we, we, we we'll beep you and we'll we'll put in a worse word <laughs> yes. what we'll do what we'll do is we'll take that bad word and make it worse and, yes. and we'll just make a whole string Dial of like horrible up. things like a string of bad words yes. yeah. <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> but, but yeah that's just one of the really cool things with nancy and uh she has a lot of amazing moments throughout her appearance in the nightmare movies particularly in part one but when she sets up those booby traps it's just something else i oh, mean yeah. figures it out she's yeah. like what am i gonna do i don't know I'll, I'll get a book i'll make it myself i'll take what i have and because I've got nobody, I've got me and I've got a bunch of my stuff in the basement and this book and I'm just going to figure it out and I'm going to go after this bastard because he's completely ruined my life and I have to do something about it. So it is extremely yeah, inspiring. You know, it's like 
you can either, one of my professors in life once told me, if you don't like something, you can do one of two things. You can either shut up and live with it, or in this case, probably just she would have died, or you can do something about it. And she certainly did. She did not let it defeat her. She wanted to live, and she wanted to fight back. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Just like Macaulay Culkin. Not, not to knock all the other franchises, but we always say that, like, she wasn't hiding in a closet waiting for the this killer to kill her. She was going after him. She was taking it to a, a next level. And, and I feel like Nancy doesn't get the respect she deserves in, in the horror industry because she really was a fighter. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but you know, Deandra and I love Nancy. We're, we're a little, we're a little, um, she's a little bit of our, our favorite. So yeah. she's a fighter for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want my mother and friends again. What? I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. The amazing thing over the years, though, is that, Paige, you and I have seen this without a doubt, is that Nancy has certainly grown in her popularity. I mean, even Robert England remarked on it at uh, one of the conventions back in Horror Hound 2015, which I was not in the room because it was too packed, but I watched the panel afterward when he was like, you know, now we're seeing ton of Nancy's. There's one over there. There's, there's Freddy's. I mean, the first time I had ever after dressing as Nancy for several years, first time I'd ever seen another Nancy at a convention was at horror hound, that same very convention in 2015, right after West pass in Indianapolis. And I saw not one other Nancy, but two. And it, it's just amazing to continue to see more people being her for Halloween and more people dressing as her going to conventions, whether it be a horror convention or Comic-Con. I mean, it's all across the board. And it's really amazing to finally see her get the credit. Now, we know she's behind Freddy still, and I know that a lot of people are just like, I'm just here for the villain, but that's okay. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> you know, Nancy, I, I, there's enough of us, you know, to love her 10 times over. But, uh, I mean, if you look at Heather's line, it, it is just extremely long. So I'm, I'm very, very glad that Nancy is finally getting a lot of representation at conventions and even in, in art form and, and just anything or fan films. Like, don't fall right. asleep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Don't Fall Asleep? I've never heard of it. I don't I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Just discovered it recently. I am see I'm way behind the curve here. You 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 this are behind terrible. the curve. This is uh, terrible. I've only seen it six times and I you know, just barely noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I just I was just born yesterday. Goo goo. Uh, oh. That explains why. He's he's the worst. He really is. He's the worst. Uh I have to tell you the truth is is getting into the cosplay thing has be, uh people dress up like that I I it took me a while to even understand it. And when we did when we went to Radcon down here, it was probably the first time that I really really understood. There was a a guy that was dressed as Oh yeah, Chewbacca, right? Chew, yeah, Chewbacca, right? And he um which he was in your little film that you made. Yes, that's right. <laughs> He made a 30-second film with Chewbacca. <laughs> Rad. Uh, it's you, on our YouTube page. You, yeah, yeah. You, yeah you, you really don't want to see it. But anyway. <laughs> now I kind of want to, like, go stalk it. Oh, sharing it so, everywhere immediately after this. <laughs> Listen, you know what? My dream, my dream warrior chicken song was actually better than that. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. yeah. yeah ha have you seen me singing Dr "Dream Warrior" to my son's chickens? No. I'm <laughs> um, uh, also gonna watch that immediately after this. Oh, look! Yeah, look, look up uh, Mick Strong and. Mick Strawn and Dawkins. Go ahead. I'm going to build the whole chickens. teaser on Fred Head's just with that footage. Can we, yeah, let's Go take ahead. that audio. Yeah. Mick Strawn singing to the chickens. I thought you hated that song. What Number happened? one hit. Find it. It's on YouTube. <laughs>
it's so not worth it, but it's, it's, you have to see it. <laughs> you have to see it. <laughs> Here we go. Let's see if we can hear it. Dream Warrior Ain't gonna dream no more On the Dream Warrior <laughs> You can hear the chickens in the background like, You hear the chickens in the background? It's pretty good, huh? I think they were applauding because you had that dramatic. Yes. <laughs> I don't think they were applauding. They were running okay. for their lives. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we like Halloween better. <laughs> I thought Heather was so pretty in this first one. Right. She would. She was. Uh, I. I think that we did her a, a misservice in the third. What? She was stunning in the third. You what? think so? Yes. What? Oh. Oh. Oh, oh hell. hold on, hold on. Someone turn. someone calm me down. She looks so beautiful in everything she does. What are really? you talking about? She's really? Stunning in the third film. Drop I don't care if three down. hours are separating us. I'm gonna jump through <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so we were trying to make her look older than she was. Right. right. And I don't think that it I I don't think that it worked because we were doing this kind of frumpy thing right, yeah. to her. and it, it, Different clothes I, and everything. I don't yeah. that she's not the a beautiful, beautiful person. I just... I, back girls, please. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> we did her a disservice. <laughs> we did the we did streak really badly. <laughs> it looked incredibly fake. Well, I will side with you on one thing, though, and you'll have to forgive me uh, for this, Nancy, wherever you are floating around in the Fred Headverse. Um... But Nancy has not had, she's not had the best <laughs> wardrobe. I mean, right. those, right. like, yeah, like, exactly. Socks underneath her flood jeans. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, I feel it, like she right? Mark Patton got better wardrobe than she did. <laughs> and basically, it's because he was wearing nothing but nipples. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark Patton wore Versace. That, that yellow shirt is a Versace shirt. We were, Ooh. I asked him about that. And I said, where, I said, where did you find that shirt? Because like, I always wanted to like get the shirt for him as like a joke. Because he, he claims that he loved it so much, but he can never find it. And he said it was Versace. Oh. And so I'm like, well, how does how did Nightmare Two get Versace? Yeah. And Nightmare Three, Nancy's wearing like her grandma's curtains as a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she wasn't wearing a nightgown and running into an alley. True. Right. I mean, well, yeah, but the but yeah. but the nightgown was the, the she does a nightgown really well. Okay, <laughs> right. what can I say? <laughs> but 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 the the suit and stuff that we put her in for to make her into a professional. Yes. We could have done a lot better than that. Wasn't she carrying something at one point, like a clipboard or something? Right. It was terrible. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. Uh, and, and I remember do. I remember fighting it at the time, but at the time I was kind of like uh, more in the uh, art di- art director territory, not in the production designer territory yet. You, you know? crossed over a lot, though, didn't you? You caused trouble. Oh, I caused trouble everywhere I went. <laughs> crossed over. You need something to be blowing up. I can help. I'm so glad the other got that. I got that. <laughs> Please, Mick, don't run into his arms. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> it's a trick. I want to talk about the adults and how irresponsible they are in this one. Really? Yes. Like they, they, they're damaging their children. Like, oh, let's take her to a sleep study. I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, really. <laughs> and yeah. let's cover up what we did. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that couldn't have anything to do with it, right? Right. So <laughs> bring, nothing, oh, to do no, that nothing to do with it. No, the fact that we killed this guy. What would you say? He had a claw? Where'd that hat there's, come from? There's <laughs> so much in it in the, in the movies about like with with the way that the adults are. First of all, they murdered Freddie and they don't really believe the kids and they're irresponsible. And then you look at the way that the nightmare films progressed and you see that 1428 apparently according to the movie from what you can tell is that it it was Freddie's house, whatever, and the the Thompsons <laughs> moved into it. They moved into this messed up person's house. The blue door, house. right? That's right. And so it's exactly. just kind of like so. what what are you thinking? Really? Right. What are special you thinking? kind of fucked up. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's also, you know, like, like, like Heather that. has mentioned before, uh, and, and, and some of the other nightmare stars, it comes into question vigilante justice. I just saw the remake of death wish last yes, Friday. We, we actually, and it's yeah. like, 
you know, if, if there's so much going on and, and, and it's like, you're just buried among all these other cases, nobody's can do anything. What, what really can you do? You know, if this is going to continue to happen, what, what can you do? Is vigilante justice? Okay. Is it ever okay? And that's just one of those questions. I think that's an on, that can make for a really good ongoing discussion with, uh, with what happens in a nightmare on Elm street. But really the symbolism is parents made this mistake and uh, now the kids are paying for it. So basically, Wes Craven just created a huge PSA for vigilante yes. justice. <laughs> yes. Like, don't do vigilante justice or they're going to come back and kill all your kids. Or it could be an environmental argument. That's right. Yeah, Mother Nature's going to come back and get you, kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a Jason Voorhees thing. I, re- I remember seeing yes. Crystal Lake that, you know, Jason Crystal is Lake. like Mother Nature because every time he comes to attack, there's always lightning, uh, rain or something like that. So, you know, that that Jason Voorhees is that ain't my thing, right? I've never seen it. <laughs> no, I was like, I, 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 I yay, yay, yeah, yeah. that's good. I know that. That's, you, and he gets mad when I say I like Michael Myers, and you know, you, you know what? That's, it just doesn't count for anything. You know what? And <laughs> it is sorry, we're think, in my world. I think, and I kind of I see where Mick's coming from because, like, I think that. No, no disservice to Michael and Jason, because I think that those are great and those fandoms are great in themselves. But Freddie just has such a personality, even though in the okay. first one, he's only in it yeah, for like yeah. five to ten minutes. Yes. Not, and no dialogue. No and, dialogue. And his, and, and, but you know what? I can totally see. You see, we were shown those first two films mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when we started Nightmare on Elm Street 3 be, because we saw them together one right after the other because we were trying to create an arc. Right. Um, that, w- yeah. and, and we were trying to t- create an arc in everything, you know? Um, no horror film had gone that big before. No horror film had, like, tried to create, you know, a defense, you know, like with the Dream Warriors. There were so many th- things that were kind of totally new about the third. You know, and and we had to see those to give us to give us that arc, mm-hmm. and um, I I uh, like the makeup and the makeup in two did not seem very good to me, uh, and the makeup in the beginning with Freddie I loved the stuff with the maggots and stuff, but he did they did follow the one rule that you have for a mixed rule of horrors not to you can't see the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't ever see the bad guy. Yeah. And and you know what? They followed it and they did it really well. I um I love the 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 story behind uh, Freddie's appearance. How pretty much everything came to be from the color of the sweater and how the sweater is torn to the fedora to the glove itself and you know Robert having that stance with Freddie. I mean it's just there are so many little elements that went into it that I think it, it, it's it's so interesting to listen to that. Like reading the Never Sleep Again book by Tommy Hudson, which really goes into the first film and talks about what the house represents and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, that it's Elm Street is never anywhere in the movie, but it's Elm Street because it was meant to represent pretty much America anywhere. Um, despite the palm trees and despite yeah. the film <laughs> saying say, that Springwood, Ohio. Despite all those palm trees out there in, yeah. in Springfield, Ohio, yeah. But, <laughs> but although Listen, I'm not complaining because I'm an Ohio girl, so it's just one of my moments of pride is that Freddie can't see her, much like me. Um, but, like, the, the glove, how it is this primal representation of the very first weapon that man had ever encountered, which was the claw and that it had to look dirty and, and, but clean and sharp at the same time. And, and and the fact that Lou Carlucci was not really all that experienced, uh, and, and the people making the glove were, were not too experienced in putting it together. And, and I remember reading in never sleep again, that they were kind of thankful that they were not all that experienced in, uh, making things. Yeah. Because Lou, yes, it he, really looks realistic. Maybe Lou was a TV repairman from New York. Oh wow, <laughs> Lou wow. Carlucci. That's, <laughs> I didn't know that, that was his background. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Huh. Uh, uh, and he had just gotten here, and Tazzle Tazzle Bauer was like right out of college, 
and um, Jim Doyle. Uh, I don't know where Jim Doyle came from. He's a weird, weird human being. <laughs> yeah, but he's like Jim Doyle is Jim Doyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's like he's, he's like Mick Strawn. Like Mick Strawn is Mick Strawn. Hey, <laughs> Mick Strawn wow. sings to chickens. A genius. So, there you go. <laughs> An absolute he's genius. Sing- <laughs> you sing to your own tune. Oh, you're <laughs> Jim Jim Doyle is is uh, as a person. We're, our personalities could not be more different. Because right. Jim Doyle is, is one of those guys that um, is over messing with the paper, and he's never actually looking up and meeting your eye. You know, and at the same time, this brilliant, brilliant stuff is coming out. You know, he's a uh, he's a uh, quite a character. Me. <laughs> I was referring to yeah. Mick as a ball of like sunshine and energy. Like I feel oh, yes. like he's actually literally chained down right super now. Super cuddly. Like for <laughs> such a good time. Like I, I could sit and literally watch and listen to you all day and not say a word. They just call you cuddly. They call me cuddly. I can't believe that. You are Jeez. cuddly. I have the footage wow. to prove that you're cuddly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, when he's, when he's doing the podcast with me, I have to like tie him down and then poke him with a stick once in a while. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I was going to point out a couple of things. The, yeah. I don't know what they use. I, I don't know where they went for the um, boiler room. But it was. It had an amazing look, and Lincoln the thing Heights. is, is Lincoln Heights Jail. Oh, was it Lincoln Heights? It was, Lincoln Heights. was it the jail? Mm-hmm. So, it was the boiler room for the jail. Yeah, was it? it was. It was yeah. Lincoln Heights Jail, and um, it was in California. And I actually, yeah. we actually just did an interview with somebody who actually was inside of there recently. I I spent I've spent probably collectively two or three months in Lincoln Heights Jail. Oh my god! I, oh boy! I, Oh my gosh! Every the thing is, is Lincoln, Lincoln Heights Jail was really cheap. It was really at at crossroads of the one ten, yeah. And oh, see, one ten and the five. Uh, it was right in that that area that's like super accessible to to everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it it had a great jail look. You know, you could uh, on the hidden. We were we were there all the. I can't I cannot remember the incredible list of of. The, of films that were done uh it, it there at lincoln heights um i've been in the boiler room before but to me it kind of like looks like all boiler rooms because i've been in a lot of them there are awful lot of places that look like that right? yeah. <laughs> yeah well there were you know it's it's funny because now <laughs> a lot of that stuff has all been ripped out because of the yeah, asbestos. asbestos yeah yeah i it, you know and, and i think about this is like on night on nightmare on Elm street three no, it was four. Four. We were in the Pasadena uh, plant, and we were like the last film crew in before they shut it down for gross asbestos mm-hmm. poisoning. Uh-huh. Now, you know, oh, wow. that's that's like the third building that I that I had been <laughs> in before <laughs> that had You've been, been closed down. Lot. Like, I mean, <laughs> and I might say this: one of them was closed down while we were filming it. <laughs> <laughs> They came in and they just cleared everybody out and said, uh, you know, we, our, our liability isn't going to cover this anymore. You've got to get out. And, and uh, you know, like a year later, the buildings are gone, you know, because this, those yeah. all those pipes that you see mm-hmm. have jackets that are, are built uh, out of asbestos uh, material. And they used it to keep the temperature, you know, straight. And the thing is, is they burst and they bloom. The the asbestos kind of right, blooms yeah. out and and, and ah, I would see that bloom all the time and never even think about it. You know, poke at it with my fingers and stuff. And <laughs> oh my god, I'm not going to live long. I, I doubt that I'm going to make it to the end of this uh, interview. That is such bull shark. I I <laughs> so I have a question for everybody actually, and that was uh, when you first watched A Nightmare on Elm Street. Did you see it at a certain point in the movie? Like, was it on TV where you're, was somebody you know watching it uh, and you just came in that, that at a time was not the beginning or did you watch it from the beginning on? I mean, what was the first time that you saw it? How did you see it for the first time? I saw it with a group of people who were about ready to make Nightmare on Street 3. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> I saw it with my bro- older brothers. My older brothers. I, I was actually 10 years old when this came out. So I didn't see it until I was probably... 13 or 14 and that's because my older brother rented it so we watched it that way from the beginning 
I think that when it came out, we're talking to uh, two zygotes. Yes. Yes. Uh, 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 zygotes. I like that. Zygotes. <laughs> zygotes. Um, uh, I, I didn't see it in the theater when it first came out, and there was no such thing as a VCR. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like you had a collection that had one. That they had, had tablets and, rot- and little chisels back then, right? Yeah, but they yeah. had beta. <laughs> they had beta back then. Oh, well, yeah. you know they did, yeah, but Betamax. but I saw it. I saw it, uh, a thirty-five millimeter print in a uh, sitting r- in, in. See, that sounds like the way the, to see the, it. The labs used to have that, like ah, uh, that would be so beautiful. The labs used to have. In fact, you you've seen them before because they used to be. Uh, you know when the uh, the mogul is sitting and watching the film yeah. in, in a in a room. Right. I'm picturing like si- silent era. Right, you know, like, and it's, yeah, yeah. It's silent. Yeah, and, and and he's making a decision. He's got the cigar right here. And yeah, yeah. Uh, we're 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 gonna we're, we're gonna put our money behind <laughs> you. Guys you guys are seeing this face. It's awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that those screen rooms. That's what I. One of those screen rooms full of you know people that were gonna make Nightmare on the Street three. What you watched one and two, right? One right after the other. So. We saw a lot of films in screening rooms like that. That's so cool. Nice. Page. In fact, I got oh. I got to see a film called. Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, I want to hear. I'm I sorry. I was going to I was going to carry us away. <laughs> cut, cut, Mick. No. no, this is good. We might be going off on a no, cool, no, no, good go stream. Go this go might ahead. be a good, good adventure for us. Let it happen. Okay, okay. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little story. This is a little mixed story. While I was working with New Line Cinema, and the thing is, is I was, I had so many friends from making the, uh, so many films for New Line. I had a lot of, I wasn't working exclusively for New Line, but I had a lot of friends there, and they would give me um, opportunities to see films that they had imported from other countries that they were thinking of buying, and they, then they would rework the uh, titles and stuff. And I got to see, um, it was a copy of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 done Hong Kong style, <laughs> you know, in, in China. It was amazing. I mean, you, you could tell it was exactly the same story. And, and, and they had, like, done these amazing, like, like I don't know if it, Japanese version of it or, or if a Chinese version of it. I, it would just blew me away. And the thing is, is they did this one scene where um, there's... These crazy ghosts are coming up out of the basement. They're coming up out of the basement in the hospital, and that's what's that's what's uh, going to get like the kind of Joey character, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, is they did it in stop motion, and the thing is, is when we do stop motion here, and when normal people that have that have costs, labor costs, do stop motion, they only move a few of the characters at a time. You know, they, they a lot of the other characters are going to be still, or they're going to move only once in a while. And this had a, a group of these just obviously ghost, ghouly creatures trying to come up this ladder that reaches down to hell. Wow! And they had maybe 150, 200 different ghosts all moving in stop motion at the same time. The kind of thing that you can only do if you have un, if you're paying. You know your animators thirty-five cents a day, right? Right. And 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 so you have two hundred animators, and you assign each one a character. <laughs> I swear, to God, I mean, I'm just sitting here going, "That's amazing." And then you're watching the subtitles, and the subtitles, um, "Honor" is the third word. Every 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 third right. word is honor. Honor, <laughs> because they were they were they were all written by uh, by Chinese uh, interpreters. It was the craziest thing. It was oh it was a lot gosh. of fun to watch. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's kind of be like great inspiration. Oh, it was it was it was really it, it was uh, oddly um, satisfying to see their take on, on on a lot of the things that we had tried. And um, oh, the Freddy said that the the version of the Freddy snake, which was a serpent snake, mm-hmm. you know, kept mm-hmm. coming in and out of the walls. And ke- oh god, it was it was amazing. It was you, what what you can do with that much labor. Huh. <laughs> I'm trying to picture a Japanese version of Mixtron right now. I don't know why, but anyway. <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> oh, he's also so cuddly, but in Japanese. <laughs> oh, stop it! Oh, <laughs> oh my, love god. it. 
So um, I'm going to come back to la- maggots. That's very honorable of you. <laughs> <laughs> maggots. I love maggots. <laughs> I have. Wait, I have a question for the girls since they're so. What am, what's the word? They're just well versed in in the whole universe of Freddy and everything. How do they feel about how Freddy looked and acted in Uh-oh. like the later later films, like five, six? You know, when you get past four. Um, for me, I liked Freddy in five. Because I feel like he was back to the whole film in general was back to a darker tone, and I know it wasn't like well received by most people, but I liked I liked him in five. I feel like it was it was just a darker toned film, and then six six is just it's not my favorite, <laughs> but right. um, it, I don't know how to explain it. Like six is not my favorite, but I actually enjoy it. Like it's I look at it as a separate film than the rest and then of course there's Hmm. new nightmare which is just phenomenal and amazing and and it's it's amazing and i I remember reading somewhere an interview with wes craven and he talked about the look of freddie and wes craven's new nightmare and he said for him his biggest regret was changing the look of freddie making his face look more like open sores and putting a leather jacket on him and and he, he said that he wished that he would have kept the makeup closer to the original because he thinks that that's what didn't connect so much with fans back then. But I love it. I, I love that that it's not this Robert England interpretation of Freddy, that it's like the real Freddy. We get to see what the real Freddy, the hell demon looks like. Right. Wow. Because definitely I would say on, on the third and fourth that we're yeah. – in watching the first – and the second, mm-hmm. the third, and the fourth were were, were pretty Freddy. Yeah, and you know? funny Freddy. And well, yeah. there was a. I mean, it's an it's a thing that they were obviously doing. But and I will say this again: the third and the fourth one, the accessibility of Freddy made that took 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 everything up to the iconic status. Right. You know, up into the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it it made him Vincent Price. That's what exactly. It, did. It, it it made him oddly it, it, the ambassador of horror, you know. Which up until that time, you know, uh, it, it it was specifically Vincent Price's thing, you know. And before that, it was Carl, Boris Karloff's thing, you know. And uh, and, and it, I just find that really really interesting huh. that you know. Uh, the uh, the guy who brought Freddie, the the guy that brought horror to the masses was, you know, just a lovable serial killer. Right. Right. Well, you know what's so who weird? Who doesn't love Mick? a serial killer? You say you saying that Mick almost kind of connects the dots with the whole fandom. Whoa. Like you think like I've never heard it put that way until right now that like he was like the Vincent Price. Of modern day horror, and do you think maybe that's why fans are so adamant against a remake for A Nightmare on Elm Street when they're all about remakes for Halloween or for Jason or all these other yeah. horror genres? But for some reason, Nightmare is the one that people. Well, you know the thing is, is this is it, um, I think that uh, that uh, the. Because like, how can you remake uh, Vincent Price? You know, like how right. can you, you know, well, exactly, Boris and, that, and that's Bella Lugosi. Like, how can you remake those? You know, and so I think it's very different. It's very different well, we, because he was a face and he wasn't behind a mask. Like, you could put anybody right. behind Michael or Jason, even though there is a uh, right. a partial gonna, love of. I mean, people are pretty partial to Crane Hotter, but but still, I mean, there it's would very not different. be a horror. There would not be a horror convention machine. Out there, if it were if it weren't for we had 150 people that played Michael Myers and Freddie, <laughs> right. not 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 Freddie, yeah. but Michael Myers and um, Jason, Jason and uh, Leatherface. I mean, you know, that probably that by itself can populate horror cons <laughs> for the next 20 years. There's all right. the people that did that, you know, yeah. but there there's still only one. Freddie, you know, I mean, um, it's Robert England, you know, it, it, it isn't, um, who's the other guy? Jackie he, Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Ja- Jackie O'Haley. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, the- I just don't see that. 
Although maybe I am one of those nightmare fans who is now there's no way you can replace anybody ever truly. And, but I would be curious to see, um, what, uh, Freddie who, because I felt that Jackie's Freddie, it wasn't the fact that he wasn't Robert England to me. It was the fact that I don't think of him as Freddie. And I know some people right. will disagree with me on this, but Freddie has uh, some core characteristics such as enjoying himself or in the way he carries himself or what is important to him that I don't think was necessarily carried over into that movie. But I think that if done right, if somebody portrays not Robert England as Freddie, not not some character that we think should be scary Freddie, but 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 the true version staying true to the character and the person that we see on the screen is is Freddy Krueger and not some guy as Freddy Krueger or a cheap imitation or, or anything else. But I think if you have the right actor who understands the character and can interpret it in his own way, but still be true to Freddy Krueger, like I've seen in some of the fan films. And I, I like very, Kevin very, Kevin. very, yes, like Kevin That's or like, gonna say. I was gonna say Kevin yeah, just, very, very true. Very true. Just by the nature of the fact that they're imitating to me, I, I, I think that uh scars guard. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. With it so, stands, mm -hmm. a, stands a better chance of becoming the new, uh, a, you know, handing taking the hand off from um, Freddie. You yeah. know, I, you know, if they did a prequel, a I would be I would be totally up for a prequel, like the Springwood slasher, like showing how idea. he really yeah. became who he was. Alexander Scar Skarsgård would be amazing as like a pre-burned Freddie. Oh, I and think so. See, to me, it's either that or Rabizi. <laughs> I think Rabizi. I think Rabizi could really do a Freddie. <laughs> Who's Rabizi? I don't know who he is. I'm lost. Uh, Carlo Rubizi, the guy with the just sleepy eyes, and what was I it? Always, um, TV show, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking on the I TV. I thought Robert Nepper for a little bit, but I would kind of be interested in either, yeah, like Bill Skarsgård, Skarsgård, or oh, even uh, just this. somebody. Somebody who's all because yeah, you get them mixed up. There's so many scars guard. There's so many uh, scars. <laughs> so many of them. Um, or um, just somebody completely new that maybe has done a couple of things, but's not really had the opportunity to break out and do something pretty magnificent. I, I think that that could be uh, really cool. I, right, I, I like I'm like a Robert because that's yeah, what Robert was. Right. Mm -hmm. That's because that's what Robert was. Robert was not really yeah. known that. Wow. Oh, he, he's talking about Giovanni Rubizi. Giovanni Rubizi. Right? Oh, Giovanni him up right now. You don't. You don't oh. think that he can be Freddy? Oh. I'm telling you. I'm We're telling all you like, something. Who? He, and then we see him. Oh. Yes. Oh, come on. You know, oh, this, he was on Friends. Not to go back too far. He was on Friends. I'm the only one that I've ever heard say this, but that guy right there would be it. Yeah, I can see that. He's the right age. He's, He's not quite as creepy as Scar's. Oh, though. you uh, haven't seen him act. <laughs> Robert England, though, is cute as a button, and he was able to pull off Freddy right. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Giovanni Rubisi, he was in some movie, I forgot what it was, where he was like the villain. And he it was a truly like fucked up and twisted movie. I can't remember what it is. I'll have to look it up. But like, yeah, he can do it. He, it wasn't he can Ted, totally was it? do it. No, it's Ted. Was yeah, like totally. I'm I'm. I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm telling you, he, he, he would be the best. Uh, he, he could actually, you know, the, the thing is, is it would be really great if Robert England was in one more that mm. Robin, that he brings in his cousin. <laughs> they should do a Robert England in the future, where he's like that, in the old folks' home, but that pulls a, and his 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 roommate is uh, <laughs> Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. Well, in a wheelchair. No, no. His, no. <laughs> his, his roommate or his caretaker. Ah. His caretaker. Oh, there you go. Is is like his, his apprentice? Yes. Yeah, his, comes ah, in as a like as that. apprentice. Why can't but why the can't you have a, a girl, Freddie? Why can't it be Maggie? Oh, why yeah, can't why can't okay. his apprentice be okay. his daughter Maggie? Who would it be? His daughter, his daughter Maggie. In part six, he had the daughter oh. Catherine oh, Catherine right. Kruger, who was Maggie Maggie as well. Why couldn't she take over for him? Like, couldn't she, like, get in, like, a mental institution and get twisted there and you go. start doing yeah. all that? 
or even like back in the day in some of the books there were like cult <laughs> cult movies or cult following of of for freddie where they just basically were like we love freddie and then somebody would like become his protege and i mean yeah like exactly all that, all that those kinds of possibities out there yeah. for what was, wasn't, wasn't, Paige, wasn't the, the girl wasn't there a girl in the innovation comics um wasn't there a, bl- bl- a blonde girl short blonde hair who was like uh trying to freddie like was like her master or something i yeah. can't remember what her name was off the top of my head but there was somebody in one of the comics who i think was along those lines she was trying to become a, his there's a famous something. image there's a famous image where like there's a girl sitting in freddie's really hands yes that's, that's where that's what it's from like he's like like almost like her puppet master yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry you okay guys, guys. obsessed with these films like we know okay, this is this is good okay well, see i enjoy some of these uh, side <laughs> conversations hey once you, you don't fall asleep we'll have a, an entire new you know perspective on all of that because i'm pretty well, sure there there was there was some some deep thinking and some serious symbolism oh, and meaning behind that so so, All I have to say is this: is you'll need a you'll need a mop. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. We 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 okay. Yeah. Everybody's wait. Everybody everybody's favorite line, and then we're gonna judge this. Oh, My boy. favorite line out of the movie: you'll need a mop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many times have you seen it? You you've heard that yeah, line, right? I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's because I, I it's yeah. random. What's the corner got to say is, about it? He's been in the John. I know. It is and, It is like the only piece of humor in the whole film. It is. <laughs> and it's so <Yeah>. misplaced. Why do you forget that and you need a mop? Yeah, you'll need a mop. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Paige, your favorite line. My favorite line is, yeah. um, I have two. I have one where, where Nancy is saying to Glenn, you know, well, what if they meet a monster in their dreams? And then he says, you know, well, they turn their back on it. And she says, well, what if they don't? Yeah. And he says, well, then those people don't wake up to to, to live to tell. And then my other yeah. one, my other favorite line is when Nancy is in the boiler room and she's um, screaming. She's like, what does she say? Look, it's my favorite line. I totally spaced. It's, it's where she's screaming Kruger, when she says that she's I'm here come out and show I'm yourself here. you bastard yes yeah. she oh, says. Yeah. Kruger! Kruger! I'm here I'm here I'm Yeah. She says, oh, yeah. I'm here. And I'm it's here. like literally <laughs> like she's like here to play and fight with him. <laughs> okay, Deandra, favorite line. Oh, God, this one's really tough. I know she has a lot of iconic lines, but one of mine I, I do like like Paige. I have I have two. The one is when she is again in the boiler room and she says, um, come out and show yourself, you bastard. I love it when she screams that at him. And I also love it when she says, get my dad, you asshole. I love that. I think that is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Okay, Kirk. Favorite line. uh, Hall pass. Hall pass. Where's where's your hall pass? Where's your hall pass? I just like that line. That's a Lynn Shea special right there. How many claws? How many claws? How many claws out of five uh, do you give the original Nightmare on Elm Street? Five out of five, even though Freddie only has four. <laughs> <laughs> How many new nightmare claws do you get? <laughs> wow. Good point. Um, I will also say five out of five. Sorry, I'm I'm all in on this one. Okay, Kurt. I'm not as ju- – I'd say four out of five. And only because I like other films – in that series, and better. the phone yeah. call. I, I'm gonna boom. I'm gonna go four out of five on that. It's yeah. over. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, they, they're 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 uh, mute mute. It's a mutiny. <laughs> you guys only give it four out of five. It's it's the original. It's it's amazing and Wes wrote it and it's just. Sorry, I'm biased. Oh. I and, night, and Dream, War- <laughs> Dream Warriors is my favorite film of all time, not just my favorite nightmare film. It's my favorite film of all time, but I still give the original five out of five because 
it's what started it all. Started it all, yeah. Okay, well, we got a point there. It's it up, but although, yeah, no, it's I, it's a it's a good point. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. change. It's still four yeah. out of five for me. I yeah. know. Oh, Sorry. I get you, Kurt. I get you, Kurt, because when I first, I actually watched the films, I'm pretty sure, in reverse, kind of. They were all over the place when I first watched it. I think I watched six, then Freddy versus Jason, and then from then on, I think maybe the first was a little down the line, because I was a super scaredy cat at the time, but when I first watched the movie, I was like, ah, kind of boring, not going to lie, not going to lie. I was You're like, Snancy's character is great, but ah, kind of boring. So I, yeah, that's well, that's one of the moments that that I regret. I'm not proud of, but it's a truth. I have to own up to it. Yeah. I always laugh when Deandra says that she watches yeah. six for the first one. I was like, you watched six for the first one, and then it holds a special place in my heart. This is one thing I've definitely oh. noticed: is everybody, for some reason, their first nightmare. Yeah, I hear that all the time. It has a a place a place in my heart. Yeah, you know? and and I have to tell you something, if. From my position, sometimes I, I I get just at least once a month, I get it, just an incredible somebody getting a hold of me saying that the Nightmare series, you know, saved their lives. You know, sometimes that that, you know, it it, it set their uh, life's work. You have no idea what it's like to get an email from somebody that says, "I live in Col- I live in Columbia and I became an architect because of the design of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. That's actually happened wow. to me." And I'm like, "Whoa! That's um, you know, at the time I was trying to make rent." Right. And you never got a call from somebody saying I became a serial killer because of that. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> there are Not a couple one. people out there so, for sure. <laughs> So this is this has been uh, uh, us along with and and you you have to yes. now you and have I, to I, I was calling them girls but I feel bad about that they're really ladies I meant to say that awesome bitches classy badass bitches yes they just like we're classy and I was like badass they're, bitches they're, they are great friends of mine is what they are yeah yeah so um I like these girls <laughs> badass bitches I should say uh. Ki- I'm going to uh, ask you really quick what you got coming up, and then we're going to end this. And um, spoiler, we're going to go do another yes, one. We're going to talk to them again at some point. At I don't some know, point. We have to I schedule don't know. it somehow. <laughs> That's uh. killing me. Does it have to end? <laughs> Does it have to end? <laughs> so what are you guys doing, and what you got coming up? Um, so right now, we are currently working on Fred Heads the Documentary. And that goes into play with what you said, Mick, about the person reaching out and seeing how the film has changed their lives. You know, we get to hear all those stories ourselves. And we thought, you know, let's just put it on film and let's share the fandom stories. So how soon before it's uh, going to be released? Probably like 5,000 years from now. I feel like it's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a tough forever. for you, Mick, because of all your asbestos. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I ain't going to lay. You know what? If if you if it's another two years, I may not be around to see it. <laughs> no, no, it's long and prosper. Yes, we'll find an asbestos cure by then. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. No, um, it's I, I'm not sure when it's going to be out, but we're still filming. We we um, are going to film the rest of this year because we've got some really great stories and some really great people who have reached out to us and want to be a part of it. And so we're like, well. It doesn't have to be finished now, but we can continue to film it. So, so we're working on Fred Heads, and um, that's pretty much my biggest project that I'm doing. I've got a couple small little independent, like romantic, non-horror-related stuff going on, but those will be out probably this year. We're working on an anthology called Crushed. And okay. it's about breakups, but whenever I say I'm working on an anthology about crush, people are like, "Oh, another horror movie? Like you're crushing somebody?" And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> "Like no, not at all. Like not at all." So, but but that's what we're that's what I'm working on. Yeah, good. Hey, Deandra. I, you got um, any secret projects? Well, Paige secret, pretty much covered Fred Head, so I'm really looking forward to uh, all the filming we're going to be doing and this this year. And uh, I've got everything that's going on still with Elm Street Radio and uh, put up a, a website for that, so trying to uh, tweak that and make it look as, as nice as, as possible. Um, but And then creating some, some different content with that. But then uh, I am also uh, going to be filming a short here in spring that is based on a 
fear of mine, a personal fear that I've had for quite some time. And, um, it is called, I haven't released the name yet, but it's called Suddenly. And of course it is a horror film, but uh, I'm really looking forward to making this because it's, it's, there, there's really no blood. It's more all, and there's really not a lot of dialogue. It's more in the reaction of the character and um, what happens to her. And it's, a, it's, it's kind of almost like a drama about a horror story in a way, which I'm, I'm quite fond of. And I um, have a couple of other things that are also Great. happening, but I'm not kind of talking about them just yet so looking forward oh, okay. to everything <laughs> and and i'm i'm mick strawn yeah and i'm kurt thomas and i'm gonna be eating a turkey sandwich tomorrow probably around <laughs> 1 p.m <laughs> there you go that's what I'm coming up. <laughs> sounds good <laughs> and this is dream warrior review along with Paige and deandra from fratheads and elm street radio and we are elm street fanatics We thank you for listening. As always, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on YouTube. And, of course, Facebook and Twitter. You can reach out to us at DW Review. Or you can send us an email, dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.